Welcome to Return to Oswald. Scar's here. Brandon's here. Brandon, how you doing? I told y'all. Oops. I told y'all. It still sounds bad, fam. There's really nothing you can do. You told us what? I told y'all that that reverend was still alive. Yeah, but he's alive with some fuck shit. He's Deadpool. No, no, he's not Deadpool. He's fucking Domino. <laughs> um, right now, I know, I know it's gonna change, Scar. You ain't got to do the hmm, 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 no, the, hmm, no, the, hmm. The, the resolution, the resolution to this shit is so fucking funny to me, dog. Like it's so funny. It's- I'm ready to laugh because this shit is just not to me. Um. And, and the, fa- the fact that uh, fucking Timmy Kirk is now running the Christian church just made me laugh out loud. <laughs> because this nigga's whole gospel is vengeance. <laughs> 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 He's the redheaded angel of death up in this motherfucker. And his He's- whole thing is vengeance. He's he's like those those Bible thumping motherfuckers that 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 only take the out the parts that they give a shit about, like mm-hmm. the ones that say that 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 to be gay is bad, but like a couple of lines down, they talk about tattoos, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> like marking your skin, and it's just like, well, you just completely skipped over that part. You just went to the gay part because that fits what you were trying to say, but like, oh, you you got a sleeve, dog. Like, what are we talking about? Vengeance. <laughs> <laughs> And this nigga, this nigga had the nerve to include uh, Pastor Dylan in his prayer. Like he was so, you could tell how mad he was about it. And God, please bless Reverend Cloutier, who was saved from being buried behind the wall by a blast from the explosion. (laughs) And and bless Jazz, who took all the blame. (laughs) Because it wasn't me. Like, How did he get Robeson to do that anyway? Oh, that was Hoyt. That was Jazz. Jazz. Hoyt. Jazz. Jazz wanted oh, to do it. Jazz was Jazz, about that action for everything, though. But but Jazz was the guy who was who was in charge of the work detail. Mm-hmm. So so when it happened, he's the one that got hit. But I mean, honestly, he was about that action, boss. No matter what, Jazz was always the one who was like, "I don't care what race it is, as long as it's not black." I will help. <laughs> I will help. Are you white? I will help. Is it Italian? I will help. Like, even now, I don't know if Jazz is white or Latino, and I don't mind. It's just, <laughs> can I help? Um, I mean, I mean, I think in, in real life, he's um, he's Jewish, right? In real life, he's a... Well, I don't know. I don't know, but I know in real life, he's a good-ass dude. Like, one of the folks who um, listens when to the it- show... Knows him were, in real life, so yeah. And and when it, we were having that conversation about the um about the other dude, they were like, "Nah, that's that's not the dude y'all should be talking about." Yeah, yeah, like he's fist and hammer. <laughs> that's his nickname, but he's good people. So, um, I, I, well, I I don't know if he's Jewish or not. He kind of has a Jewish name. McManus uh, goes into the hospital, and for those of y'all who don't know. This show starts with a truck driver falling asleep and almost running into a bus and the bus goes off the road and crashes. And from that very moment, you know, somebody from Oz is dead. You, you, you know, it's families because you know how visitations work. I don't know why they drug that out so long. They made it into an hour long thing. So it could be the very last thing that happens. And I'm like, we knew we knew people were dead 
I didn't need to hear their conversations on the bus to know if they were dead. The wheels on the bus fell the fuck off. We didn't need to know anything else past that. Um, with that said, McManus goes to glory and he's like, I need him to snitch. And she's like, well, his throat don't work. And he was like, does his fingers work? Which sounds like a conversation that you read about <laughs> in joke papers between men and men and women. <laughs> what that mouth do? What that mouth do? Well, does his fingers work? And um, he goes in there and she's like, you ain't going to like the look on his face. And she walks in or he walks in and and he's got like looks like third degree burns, like his skin is going to have to be grafted. And I don't know from where because yeah uh they're gonna have to need they're gonna need somebody else to donate some shit he gonna have some black in him after this motherfucker because he's skinless um this show we this show has um miracle drugs and we this, saw the drug that aged you 40 years in the day so. and not just that we have seen it has been proven that this show can successfully make your skin pigment back to the way that it used to be no matter what within a couple days because poet and say man i know his name is pierce now but still they both had their faces melted off basically and came back within a week oh, like yeah, i forgot about them was that um while they're on the bus, we learn the Morales' sister's coming to visit him, and uh, Augustus's mom is coming to visit him. No, 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 no. She is not Augustus's mom. She's the motherfucking Oracle. You get that shit right, sir. She's oh, that... Uh, she's the Oracle. She's the one that took over from, uh, as the Oracle from the Matrix. No, I'm not going to do that. And the reason why is because... <laughs> because no, no, the reason why I'm not going to call it an Oracle now is because in this episode, she acted so fucking annoying and, and i do have a video that i'm gonna play of her later on that just nisha and i watched this episode together and we were both like she's doing way too much with I the think, opportunity I, she's given i think part of it was did they actually film on a bus and they all had to talk louder because it seemed like they were like projecting way more to be above the sound of the bus Nah, i felt like she was the uh her her role in this episode reminded me a lot of the team manager for the basketball team who's it's senior night and they've been the team manager for four years. And so they go out there and they shoot like 18 three pointers. That's what she did. She got yeah, her one go. opportunity and she shot all the time. And the coach was like, why the fuck did I put them in? Like, oh, this is a real game. Was Morales's sister. sister. Mm hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. Was well, Cuban. she wasn't Cuban. She married a Cuban man who gave her a a, a Cuban sunshine on her arm instead yeah, of I on her face. Usually, it 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 the 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 buck fifty goes right here, but he gave her the buck fifty on her arm, so she confessed to the, to Father Ray. I want my my brother to reach out and touch him. <laughs> and Father Ray's like, I can't hear this, and she was like, You can't say shit. Use a father, and he was like, This ain't a confessional. <laughs> She was like, suck my dick, little dick, nigga. <laughs> I mean, he's right. <laughs> like, we're right, not he was like, professional I right now. I don't want to hear none of this shit. Why, why are you, you telling me this? First of all, why are you flirting with me knowing I got a man named Jesus? Second of all, why are you telling me this? This is like when people sit next to you in the movie theater or in the airport and just start talking. And you're like, dude, do you see me playing my game? I'm reading a book. That shit happens to me all the time. Like people just stop talking <laughs> to me, and it's the weirdest fucking thing for anyone who has never experienced this. This shit happens like I, I'm in Walmart and we're all just standing in line, and, and they turn around and just 
they, they would turn around and just start talking. Mm-hmm. Man, this line's taking forever, huh? Man, you know what? I was watching this show a couple of days. Who the fuck are you? Right? <laughs> like, exactly. Like, don't you, don't you look, see the look on my face? I'm a, no, no, no. Don't turn around and look at me to intercede in the conversation that you're having with your girlfriend. I am not the one to talk about whether or not your relationship is sound. Do not put me in this conversation. I'm stepping out of line. Fuck that shit. That's why I do self-checkout now. So um, we get back to Alvarez, who's in solitary. And apparently they're taking all the people out of solitary because in the midst of fixing the kitchen, they found out that there was a problem with the air ducts. Nigga, let me tell you something. This is the problem that I had. This is the problem that I had with this whole storyline. Okay, so at the beginning of this episode, they open M-City back up, right? Mm -hmm. So that means while M-City was closed, all of these people were somewhere else. So why the fuck did the the people in solitary have to go to M-City? They could have just put them where all of the people that were, that just went, that just left another city. No, they they probably just put them in another block. No, I think they put them in another prison. I think they had them at a church because they were they had the uh, they were telling the people um, that were getting on the bus that they were sorry that they had to put them in like a, a strange ass facility or a different facility. It was weird. Yeah, the whole I thing was, just, was weird. I just like put them where the fuck those people that, that just went back to M City were, or you know, just keep on cooking the food off site because that's really the only place I was messed up was the kitchen and keep serving these niggas in solitary and everybody will be fine. But um, Alvarez uh, gets out of solitary as well as uh, punk ass uh, Omar. I don't even like Omar. I think that they made him into a puppy dog who it's just weird. I've never liked Omar. <laughs> like they, they made that character highly unlikable from the jump. And, and they made they him unlikable. Su- like they succeeded. It's it's like everything that he does is magic. It just pisses me off. So as soon as he gets out of solitary, instead of talking to his fellows or anything, he immediately looks over his shoulder at, at McManus's office and tries to run up the stairs of McManus. Like, I'm home, daddy. And um <laughs> the the officer is like, Where are you going? And he's like, I'm going to see McManus. And the officer's like, he's not here. And he looks all sad and shit. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. As soon as he said that, that look on his face, that was the uh the the end of, that was the Hulk theme. Do, 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 do. Right. The thing over his shoulder. Um <laughs> and so uh Chico sees uh comes to see Miguel in the shower, and he's like, You killed my boy, the one who you killed what the fuck was his name? Random fruit guy, guy, fruit basket guy. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, the, yeah. You Carlo, see. you killed yeah. Carlo, and you killed the nigga who tried to kill you for killing Carlo, and I didn't appreciate either though, so I'm gonna kill you. And Alvarez goes off into some thing about how men are eighty percent water, and basically just punches Chico on the face, and you ain't gonna do shit about it. That's the bottom <laughs> line: is I'm gonna bust you in your motherfucking lips, <laughs> and then walk out like free at last. <laughs> he, he bitch, he bitch the fuck out of him though. <laughs> and then so uh morales keeps on um morales is in the gym and or uh alvarez in the gym and morales comes over to him and was like i can help you and i like this scene so much that i just wanted to play it 
Miguel, you are one lucky fuck. Oh, yeah. That, that's me. You know, I'm Mr. Lucky. You know, Geta wants you dead. But I can yank him off your ass. Well, if I do what, huh? If I kill somebody for you, those days are gone, chica. Those days are long gone. See, I got no interest in sniffing the butthole. You won't survive solo. Huh? You ain't got the balls. I ain't got what? Balls, cojones, bendejo, that's what I'm saying. Oh, bolitas. Right, right, right. You see this? I did that. Yeah, come on, face. You know what I'm saying? I shot the shank in Rivera's eyes. You know what I'm saying? I slit Vasquez's throat. You know what I'm saying? I mm -hmm. handle a knife better than a fucking surgeon. I got nothing to prove to you, brother. Nothing. Come on, get the fuck out of my face! Muevate, muevate, hombre. Hey, John. And then this motherfucker, after punking out Morales, like he literally just sunned him. Yep. Like, I don't need you. Turns around to the Giles, the oldest motherfucker <laughs> in solitary. And he's like, hey, I forget about you stabbing me. And Giles beats him up in front yeah. of Morales. And all of those damage points that Alvarez had gained up, all the experience points, just because <laughs> Giles just completely fucked him up and then started doing the little the little Mac. <laughs> I thought so Giles was in death row. No, because he wanted to be stoned. And because they couldn't figure out how to stone oh, yeah. him, and there was a big uh, civil rights thing about it, he ended up just getting sent to solitary for life. Yeah, because remember, alive, 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 alive? Yeah, because is he alive and solitary? But he's alive when he's punching our <laughs> knee and Miguel in the dick. He, he didn't stutter about that shit. Dick, he hit him dick? With, he hit him with that one hit of quitter, though. Like, he... he he kicked him in. He kicked him in the nuts, and then just bam. He, he <laughs> yo, am I am I wrong? He hit this nigga with a left hand too. Like, he went lefty, and not only that, but then the nigga celebrated like Buster Rhymes did in fucking uh, <laughs> not po what higher learning. Yeah, <laughs> like he and Morales just looking at him like this is your this is your king, huh? Knuckles all fat and shit. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> nigga got beat up by fucking Giles. I was just like, what the fuck, Alvarez? This is not the conversation. So um after that happened, then Chico gets put into a into the cage because they're still doing that shit. Um and uh Omar is making fun of Chico for being in the cage, calling him a gorilla and saying, Does anybody have any bananas and shit like that? And yes. You're probably wondering, why am I talking about the small things that happen in this episode? And it's because these are the only fucking interesting things that happen in this entire episode. McManus shows up. I've been waiting to see you. Can I step forward, please? All right. Yeah. I know I'm always saying I'm sorry for all this nonsense I keep getting sucked into. Kicking you and stabbing you. What, man? When the hacks told me I was coming back to MC, I said, McManus, my, 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 McManus is the man, son. <laughs> Yo, I mean, he got a heart as big as... I don't know what's as big as your heart. All right. No, 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 no wait, wait, wait. wait. I, I know what I'm saying. Don't fucking touch Even if I'm not saying the right words, look, I'm going to make good this time, I promise. You know, I'm glad that you're willing to make another effort, but I got to ask you a question. Why the fuck did you get so upset with me? Why'd you kick me in the head? 
There I'm sitting there watching TV, right? And there you come up on the screen, biggest day, right? And girl, fucking girl, you start making fun. That's how the fuck I know all this shit. Why did you fucking attack me? Excellent question. Because you didn't say nothing to me, man. About Horrible what? answer. About being a contestant on fucking Up Your Annie. I think I know this. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I think we, we getting all friendly, you know, and we share our thoughts and feelings. And then I, I got to find out you on TV the same time as all the rest of them fucks. Matter of fact, um, you sort of owe me an apology. Me? Apologize to you? Uh -huh. Work detail! That segment was brought to you by Barack Obama's newest book, The Audacity of This Bitch. Because <laughs> what just happened is he looked at him so hurt like you owe me an apology like you kicked me in my face because i didn't tell you i was gonna be on a tv show that i didn't know i was gonna be on a tv show on until folks like we need to get the sopranos in here somehow exactly that, shit was, that was the worst the, answer i've seen the way mcmanus looked at him like nigga oh you want an apology are you out your fucking mind <laughs> see here's here's my problem with here's my problem my biggest problem with omar everything he has no direction. This, the character has no direct, has no direction. Mm -hmm. And every single time he says, I want to change my life, something fuck, some fuck shit happens immediately after. Because it's not even like they, they don't even change scenes. The scene doesn't even fucking change. He goes, I want to change my life. Somebody fucks with him and he goes the fuck off. And they don't even, he don't even hold on to that. For at least a fucking scene. And he literally, right after the scene, he's telling uh, Burr, I want to be good. You know, I'm going to be good now. I'm going to be good. And then turned around and fight some random uh, Latino inmate that's sitting behind him talking shit and goes right back to the cage. That's exactly what I'm saying. Like, it didn't even, like, it did, he didn't even last the scene. Like, I didn't, like, come on, dog. Like, you're not even trying, writing team. Like, y'all not trying at all. Like, like you couldn't even let the man, you couldn't even let the man finish the scene and then have the, the, the Hispanic dude fuck with you. And then he goes off. He, he didn't last the scene. So we gonna um, flip through these other things. The blood test came back and Jewel is Hank's granddaughter. Uh, Carrie wants Father Ray to bless Jewel to take the family curse off her head because everybody ends up dead who has a name Schillinger. Foreshadowing. That's um, an excellent. That's an excellent idea by her. Mm -hmm, good thing that she, type of thing. Well, obviously it works. Yeah. I'm just saying because as soon as they called out Carrie Schillinger. And she was like, can you please bless her so she can get the curse of this name off of her? And she's the only one who lives like Carrie, like Jewel is the only one who lived through this crash. I'm, I'm, I don't know. My audio. Harry Potter. My, my audio was kind of fucking up. Did they say she died? No, Jewel lived. She's eventually no, memorial. No, no. Yeah, no, Carrie's I'm... dead. Okay. That baby had nobody. She an orphan. I missed the whole end of this show. Oh, don't worry. We'll get there in a few seconds. I'm not I mean, spending I didn't too much time it, on this but bullshit. I saw what ha I was like trying to get set up on the computer and I was watching the end of it. And then I was like, I clicked on. Yeah, that's when I had to update. Well, getting too much in the weeds. But anyway, I took my eyes off the screen and it was quiet. 
Nobody said anything, so I couldn't hear what was happening. Oh, yeah. No, nah, I read lips like a motherfucker. So Robeson and Vern are planning a war for Saeed shank- shanking them. Meanwhile, Saeed is going to play guilty for the attempted murder of Vern and Robeson. Um, and they all get cheered by their respective groups as they return Hold back on. to Jim Pop. Hold on. We can't, just, we can't just zoom past this. Zoom past what? People get fucking... People get fucking shanked every day in Oz, and we've never heard them say that person's getting charged with attempted murder. Now, all of a sudden, Saeed does it, and it's fucking, oh, we got to charge him with attempted murder. It's because Saeed is a main character. And and even past that, (laughs) even past that, I mean, (laughs) niggas do shit every day, B. And they pick out maybe one out of four. But the only two people who consistently do get caught up in this show and get fucked are Saeed after the riots and Alvarez for everything. <laughs> like those are the two niggas who always get caught. I don't know if you noticed that shit. Yeah. But after Saeed stabbed up at a BC, he went down. I don't know if they charged him, but he went down. So... I mean, I guess the the fucking uh, that cell thing, the cage was full. So, yeah. Anyhow, they're doing little petty shit back and forth. Literally, Robeson gives Saeed a package and it's a package full of shit that looks like little Debbie galaxy brownies and shit. That was nasty as fuck. And I'm not eating another turtle brownie in my life either Um, because it really did look like a brownie rolled up. Um, uh, yeah, that's had nuts in it and everything. Right, Beecher got a computer upgrade. It has 128 megabytes of RAM. I, I know that <laughs> shit made me laugh my ass off because I remember when I got my first computer around that same time, and that was a source of pride, dog. Right, and now 128 megabytes wouldn't even be one drop in the bucket of your fucking Call of Duty game, which Man, reminds me, fucking- I still got to make the am- or the uh, businessman shirt. I, I, my first, my first hard drive, I spent extra money to get a gigabyte. That was huge, mm-hmm. like huge at the time. And now like a video game is like 50 gigs. <laughs> so Sister Pete wants Beecher to organize a sit down between Saeed, Vern and himself. Um, and so they sit down to talk and, you know. By and large, it was a good conversation. I feel like I got a problem with this. Me neither. Because because she she didn't even let them respond. Nope. She she they basically had the beginning and then she let Beecher speak. I mean, because Beecher is the connecting point between them. And And every time they were about to say something, she was like, (laughs) Yeah, basically. (laughs) Um, and then like after Beecher was finished, she was like, Okay, that's good for today. For real, we just got here. This will work. We're done here. <laughs> so yeah, I didn't even hear the buzzer go off. Like it's just, just like, all right, we're done here. So <laughs> yeah, they're like, wait, I didn't get to say shit. Um, then they go back to the bus because they keep having to go back to the bus to make us care about the will, the people on the bus for when this inevitable crash happens. Um, I, I heard you had to stop yourself on saying the wheels on the bus. They go round and round. I don't want to do bad jokes, though. I'm, 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 I'm redeemed. I'm different. I don't tell bad jokes no more. So um, you are delivered. Then they get to. I'm gonna let Scar tell the jokes. I'm just gonna set them up. I'm gonna get the assist. Um, I don't so, tell bad jokes no more. I am delivered. <laughs> funny, 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 funny. So. Um, 
we get on the bus with with Augustus's mom and Arif's wife, who we've never met before, but literally is kicking facts upon facts about how, you know, uh, instead of them sending folks to jail for substance abuse, they need to get them into a treatment facility, which is now what they're doing now that white people are addicted to opium and shit. Sorry, not sorry. Um, yeah, it's safe choices and, now. And so, she was Augustus, as hell. who a Reese, my a Reese yes. wife, yes, she was very, annoying, very. She was annoying just because what she was saying was factual does not mean I'm trying to hear that shit on the fucking bus. Here's the thing. Here's (laughs) the thing. Not only was, I'm not saying she wasn't, I said she was kicking facts, but not only was she annoying, but she was stereotypically annoying. Like she's the Muslim who's standing on the corner. Like we need to do this and eat bean pies. All she was missing was a wonder woman bracelet. I went home last month and I was driving. I was in downtown. I was in Baltimore in the city in like, like right, like right down on Pennsylvania Avenue, right down the street from where, like during the riots where that CVS was, where everybody saw on TV. I was around there, Avenue, right down, right down the street from the president. And the people was, and they had these people on the side. I think they were like black Israelites, and they were and they were on the corner, and they had on they had megaphone, they had like a big ass speaker and a microphone, huge speaker that you could hear like across the street, and they were just like, he's like, do you know? Did you know the white man came up with last names? Y'all don't even have <laughs> last names. Last names is made up. Like, and then they start talking about all types of like drugs and like stats about stuff. And I was just like, bro, these people here are just trying to walk down the street, man. They're not trying to hear this shit right here. But people got to hear it. I understand Every- the people got to hear it. But when I'm on the bus going to prison, I'm not trying to hear that shit. I don't want to hear what? that. You know what? If if they were actually on a on the bus to go to prison, she'd probably get shanked as soon as she stepped off the bus. <laughs> but because yep. she just happened to be talking to Augustus' mom, Augustus' mom is just like, but baby, is that really his story? Did he <laughs> abuse you? <laughs> she she but, drilled but down I, like fucking... I, uh, I like- I like what I like what she said though. It's like, yo, you keep focusing on the negative and there's positives. Like there's positives in what you're mm-hmm. saying. Like that man turned his life around. Why are you not talking about that? She focused in on her like Ilzana and shit. Like, what's your real story, baby? <laughs> <laughs> also, every time that you said what you were saying about the folks out in Baltimore, Brandon, I felt like somebody in the background was like, self. Um, because that's <laughs> all I know about five percenters and are are whatever. Uh, what did I everything, everything I learned about five percenters I learned from Wu Tang fam- family members that went to jail and Wu Tang. Which reminds me, that shit starts back up soon. I was excited. Uh, it's, it's, it's tomorrow, right? I was excited. Uh, Wu Tang Clan Made in America starts on on Hulu. It's it's dope. We'll talk about it later on. We got to zoom through this. Um, Arif is still mad at Ryan for killing Keenan. Like, why are you mad, dog? Out of all the shit that's happened in the world, why is this what you're sticking on? And so, because he wants to be a righteous man, and this is this is there's no justice. And so he goes and he tells uh, Leo, and Leo talks to Ryan and. Well, before that happens, just conveniently, uh, Henry Stanton, who was in protective custody, he wasn't even in solitary. He was in protective custody. 
uh, is talking to Cyril. And Ryan still don't like that because it seemed like Henry Stanton is a fucking snitch. Um, so Ryan's like, stop talking to stop, stop talking to my brother. And he leaves. And Arif tells Leo that he saw Ryan uh, pull a shamrock off Keenan's neck. That was his proof. That's what he's got, which is good proof. So then um, Leo goes and he talks to Gloria about the situation. And honestly, on the one hand, Gloria has a point. But on the other hand, she's using her point to get out of being guilty. So I don't really like it. Look. Why did why did they not go immediately search Ryan's cell and search him? Whoever killed Patrick Keenan took a gold chain from around his neck, a uh, shamrock. At one point when we spoke, you had a shamrock in your hand. It was his. Where'd you get it? Arrived one day at my office in an unmarked envelope. When I interviewed you about the murder, why didn't you tell me you had evidence? Leo. I was raped. After trauma like that, you're not always thinking clearly. That was a problem I had because, yes, she was sexually assaulted and that's never a joke. But the fact is, she knew exactly what happened. And she's using the fact that she was sexually assaulted to get out of guilt to swerve the conversation because she knows exactly who gave her that uh, that. That pendant. Absolutely. She knows exactly who did it. And instead of saying, well, Ryan gave it to me because Ryan did this because Ryan loves me, which they already know. And it ain't like the niggas getting any further than life that he's already on. I, I was raped. This is not the time. I mean, well, they could give him the death penalty. Well, they could. They haven't yet. He's done a lot of shit. And what I'm saying is I don't really appreciate them writing that in as her only line of defense. Return to Oswald. We'll be back after this brief break. Are you fascinated by true crime like us? If so, check out our podcast, Crime Divers, hosted by me, Jill. And me, Laura. Look out for new episodes every Tuesday when we discuss true crime from around the world. So what are you waiting for? Come join us as we dive in. Hey guys, this is Ben. And I'm Karen. All you do is read about crime. If you have serial killer posters in your bedroom. If you're hiding newspaper article clippings under your bed. Looking at you, Karen. Don't be concerned. We share your compulsion. Join us, Ben and Karen, husband and wife team, as we delve deeper into the mind of serial killers. Dive into the darker side of humanity, but from the safety of your own couch. You can find our website crimeandcompulsion.com find us on facebook crime and compulsion find us on instagram crime and compulsion podcast find us on twitter at crime compulsion find our episodes wherever you get your favorite podcast streaming from hi uh i'm just calling today to see who is this uh this is uh, shane from the good game guys I'm not interested. I, I haven't even told you what it's about yet. Take me off your list. Ah, uh, okay. Goodbye. Son of a... Devon, these cold calls aren't working, and I feel stupid. All I want is to get people excited about our show, The Good Game Guys, being available every Sunday morning on Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever they get their podcasts. 
because how else are people going to know that we cover the latest in video game news and do routine interviews with some of the best folks in the podcast community? They won't, unless I, I make more calls, so... Hello? Hi, this is Shane from The Good Game Guys. How are you today? Follow us on Twitter at GoodGameGuysPod. Now, what I don't appreciate is the ease in which Ryan was able to create reasonable doubt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, it was quick. And not only was it quick, but they introduced a brand new motherfucker into the show just so then they can make more reasonable doubt on top of the reasonable doubt. Because mm-hmm. um, the intro and everything. Right. Martin Montgomery uh, was convicted on March 16th, 1999 of two counts of assault. He's only got eight years and he's up for parole in five. And he tells us at the beginning, you know what, Ryan? You ain't even farted in my direction in three years. So this nigga got two years left and Ryan about to fuck him the fuck up. I want you to go. You know what? I'm going to give you some extra cake, some yellow cake. If you go and tell Leo that you saw Stanton do this. And the guy who's never been farted in his direction is like, okay, I'll do it. And just like that, you're in his fucking. No, but no, but that's what I thought it was going to be, too. But then, like, they pulled back and Ryan left him some money to do. No, no. Yeah, no. I know he cake euphemisms. Yeah. But I mean, but I thought it was going to be like cake cake. You know, he thought it was going to be yellow cake. That cake looked dry as shit, too. I wouldn't have wanted that shit. That shit looked like cornbread. Like, right. (laughs) (laughs) That shit looked like Jiffy. Like, you know, nigga, did a black person make this? Is that why you can get somebody set up for it? No, ain't no black person made that shit. Ain't no salt water cornbread. Like, fuck <sighs> no, that shit was jiffy. So, um, Leo tells Ryan that he has an informant who told him that Ryan killed Keenan. And Ryan tells him that if he looks at the file, there's a shitload of suspects. And then he goes and he makes the suspects. One of which is, again, uh, Stanton. <laughs> and 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 Stanton uh, Mer- Montgomery comes in and tells Leo stuff that for some reason Floria is there to to talk with uh, Leo about this, and Floria has become his like his his counsel. What's taking so long for them to have an affair? They're not even having an affair because him and his wife are getting divorced. They're separated. It's I feel like they set but that he, up a long time ago. But they, they did. Like, but they, but but of course, the last episode he went he he was going to see his wife and have a good cry. He, he still think they're gonna make that shit happen. Nah, he went to see his wife because she was at Clayton's house. I don't think he gave a fuck about his wife being there. He was just like, "This is at Clayton's house. I'm gonna get to see Clayton's house and touch the blanket that Clayton slept on. If I could only touch the hem of Clayton's blanket, (laughs) that's exactly where I was going with that. (laughs) Take me to the king." That nigga was crying harder about Clayton than he was about artists. I am certain of it. So Leo sits down and he talks with uh, with uh, Henry Stanton. And because somehow Stanton and Keenan did have beef. And I just love the way that this storyline came about. This is the only part that made me laugh in this whole segment. Me? Kill Patrick Keenan? <laughs> I wish. 
At least twice in Unit B, Keenan kicked the shit out of you. That ain't true. I got my licks in. Medical report. Says after the first fight, you had two broken ribs, the second one a broken wrist. Keenan had no injuries at all. Mine was a moral victory. That day in the gym, you whacked him, didn't you, Stan? No. I swear on my children, no. We found this in your cell. I've never even seen this before. You're obsessed with Dr. Nathan, aren't you? No. I mean, she's got nice tits and all, but other than that, I never even think Take about him it. to the hole. The hole? Why? Maybe I'm sorry. Look at, look, look at me when I say this. You have been around liars, killers, and thieves for years. And you can't tell when a person is telling you the truth. That is the most honest. Like, he's just like, I've never seen that before in my life. I swear that to was you. that like, was the most honest statement that I've seen in Oz since Vern was like, I didn't kill him, but I wish to God I did. <laughs> exactly. There was, you could tell that man had no idea what the fuck they were talking about. You could tell. Like, put him I in jail. he put him in the hole because he thought Nathan had nice titties. Right. Yeah, it's just like what that the was the is... icing on the cake. Oh, you must have killed her because you like her titties. That's fucked up, dog. That's real fucked up. Because you like her titties, you killed Keenan. And so then um Ryan's talking to random inmate guy who he always has next to him. He tells him that he doesn't want Stanton to die. He just wants him to sit as a suspect and, me- and muddy the waters for a while. Uh he wants the random inmate guy to put the shamrock necklace in Montgomery cell as backup. And Cyril's like, can I tell Henry the secret? Listen, can I tell him I how you pulled the word? Cyril supposed to that's, have that's had brain damage. But that doesn't even make sense for Cyril's character. Nope. Oh, oh wait. Just wait. Because th- what there wasn't there something else with like him and um the oh with him and uh the the fucking woman CO. Claire and Cyril and Cyril was like he gonna tell us some shit. Oh yeah, when he was like I'm a I'm a I'm a tell I'm a tell Sister Pete and just had clarity. Started talking about God and and the cross and all that kind of shit for like a whole episode. I guess for now it comes and goes. Maybe with the medication that he got that nobody talks about anymore. Oh, just wait. Can I can I tell <laughs> this man our secret? Yeah, like why, who who says who says can I tell him the secret? Like who can, says that? Can Even I someone, tell him that you fooled that you that you fooled uh Leo that you fooled <laughs> yeah. the warden? Bruh, this shit's stupid. And it gets worse. I'm telling you, this the serial told me is, that IMBD said the best episodes are upcoming. No, no, no. I said those are the best rated episodes. I didn't say they were the best episodes. Oh. <laughs> I said they were the best rated episodes. People, people like this shit. We don't. <laughs> like, well, like, yeah, I think me and you like it more than Rashadi. No, I am. Up. I am enjoying the like the 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 comical inconsistencies in the horrible writing. At this point, at this point, like I said, I treat I treated the same way that I treat Lil Wayne at this point. Because at some point, Lil Wayne became a comedian, and that's how I enjoy his music now. Yeah. So um, then we go back to the bus, and 
Father Reyes, the reason why uh, Morales' sister sat down to him in the first, sat down next to him in the first place, was I asked him if he had a light, and he was like, "You can't smoke in here." So after she tells him to go suck God's dick, she goes to the back and somehow finds a match and lights up, and he's just looking at her like it's not worth the battle. And so she gives him the eyes, like I wish you yeah. would say a motherfucking thing out your face. Yeah, and Morales says. And basically, Deb is crazy. And the look on his, the look on Father Ray's face was, yeah, Deb is crazy. I'm not yeah, even gonna worry about it. She crazy. I ain't doing nothing. Oh, yeah, my brother goes to goes to mass. He must be bored as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> she was the best part of the episode. So 100%. then, so then we get to the part that Nisha and I had a had a problem with, um, which was. Um, Augustus's mom again talking to Arif because most of the conversations on the bus are between Augustus' mom and Arif. And Augustus' mom is talking about how um, he, she was on, uh, Augustus was on drugs, but he won't go back to the crack and all that kind of stuff. And then she starts talking about how he, uh, how sad she is that Augustus' wife is leaving him. His wife, Annabella. She's divorcing him. Oh, my. I tried talking to the girl, but her mind's made up. She's got another fella, and uh, she wants to be free. And yet, God help me. I can't stop blaming her for the darkness in Augustus's life. She was with him the night he shot the police, the night his spine got snapped. What's she got to do with that? She should have taken better care of my son. That's what. Get it right, Scar. Word. She was, for those of y'all who have not somehow seen this episode and are sitting with us, but you didn't see way back when they showed how Augustus got sent to jail. When she says she was with him, she was. They were in bed fucking. When the cops broke in. When the cops broke in. And then Augustus chose to shoot a cop. Yep. And, and Augustus chose to go out the window and climb on the roof. And so for her to be doing this was just like, wait. This is this is what you're holding on to. This is he chose to go out on the roof ass naked. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. and he shot the cop. And well, like what the fuck was she gonna do? Was she gonna she gonna stand in front of the police officers? Like, no, like if you don't get the fuck out of here with this shit, and this was Saeed levels of overacting. Like that's holy, what I'm talking about. Holy fuck, was this this was Saeed level of overacting? I generally love it when Saeed overacts. I, I think he actually he goes straight theater actor. Um and I just couldn't I just couldn't get jiggy with this shit though. And so she's like, I don't know how to tell Augustus this because I don't want him to go back to the crack. And right as she's saying it, he gets a letter from her lawyer saying that she wants a divorce. Yep, exactly at the same time. At the same time. So she would have came in there and been like, Augustus, stay away from the crack when I tell you this. And he's like, Oh yeah, I know about 
my wife Augustus wasn't Augustus. even that broken up. He was basically just like, I wish he came and just told me. Yeah, yep. he was just like, he was just like, oh. but I mean, way back when he was like, all I can do is lay there and lick a pussy. My dick still works, but I can't feel it. I don't know why she's with me. That was way back. He's been saying it. And nigga, you should have just stayed in that casket and fucking when, escaped. When Adebisi was weird, that was a weird Adebisi scene. Like, you mean when he talked to him through the screen? Yeah, that's that's what they were talking. That's what he was talking about. The thing about him laying there. Yeah, he, he was, was talking to Adebisi. That shit was weird. Yeah, Adebisi was looking really weird. Like he was really turned on by all of that. <laughs> oh yeah, I do. Remember I that. do remember that. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "How you get the dick hard?" But it turns out, you know, Adebisi was bisexual. So he going to get turned on by all aspects of the conversation. <laughs> exactly. So your dick got hard and then her pussy got wet. Double bonus. <laughs> so. um, Yeah. So we're literally at the end of this fucking episode. And it turns out the bus, the father Ray and the turns out the bus that crashed at the beginning of the episode was father Ray and the families of the inmates of Oz. They were coming to visit. And if you didn't see that from the very beginning, listeners, why the fuck are you here? Like, seriously, y'all should have saw that like a like a slow baby bouncer in kickball. Um, I don't know who the fuck granted that wish. Like whenever a nigga would step up to the plate and to the plate and kickball and be like, I want a slow baby bouncer. And the pitcher would actually give them what they want. You don't walk up to the plate and baseball and be like, yo, give me some over underhand and slow. Yeah, I need something. I need something a little high and right. I need something right about here. Give me yeah, that right. bounce right about here. When they start saying shit like that, just back the fuck up. <laughs> just, just get back in the field because they about to take it to church. But um, nobody had on a seatbelt. The bus literally flips over. The wheels on the bus went round and round. They don't um, got seatbelts on school buses. So, so you well, they did. No, like, no, Absolutely no. Did. Brandon, you say that. But in they hindsight, did. we watched Genesis. And uh, he was driving. They have seatbelt in the driver's seat. That's no, what's fucked up. They do have. They do. They have, have those little nasty seatbelts. Seat they do those, have school buses. With seat they're hard to buckle, what? but they do have them. Yes. Maybe they got them now. I don't know. No, they've had them. They're weird as fuck. I graduated high school in '98. I've seen this shit before. They have them, <laughs> and the teachers will make you buckle in, and it'll be hard as fuck to do because they come across over the shoulder, and they like snap down. Mm-hmm. So, but they didn't, they weren't buckled and no one had on a seatbelt, but Father Ray survived. Um, and, and he so, rose from the ashes like a fucking phoenix out that bitch. It's just like he rose from the ashes <laughs> like so much death, so much death. <laughs> but we go to a quiet scene as Leo gives the news to everybody and announces the dead. And everybody who was talking on the bus is basically dead. A Reese wife, Morales' sister, Carrie, and Augustus' mom are all dead, and Jewel is at Benson Memorial. And that's literally what the episode ends. Well, it ends with Augustus saying some shit about how Jesus led a prisoner into heaven. But for all intents and purposes, this is where the episode ends. Uh, Morales' sister would have won the episode if it wasn't for that end part. <laughs> no, she, won. she still won. She still won. She won the episode. I'm sorry. I thought she was the best part. I was hoping that she was on my Alva Case guest spot Hall of Fame. Please come back. Yeah, I thought but, it was going to be the Oracle. I thought the Oracle was going to bring it home, and then she went. She went full Saeed mm, and lost me. Mm, so Saeed, Brandon, who you got? Um, 
The you father. know what, Beecher? Because nobody he knew was on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> or Dylan, Pastor Dylan, because he got out of the wall. I'm going to see my granddaughter. <laughs> my granddaughter. Yeah, and, and Rosen was like, are you starting to get all sensitive again? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so um, we got another email. No, I'm kidding. This was a good one. Uh, it's from Ashanti, who wrote us a few uh, episodes back, like I think earlier on in season four, she wrote. And um, so she actually gave the pronouns this time. So I can say without a shadow of doubt, she said. Um, but she says it was so cool hearing my email read at the end of the podcast. Mama, I made it. <laughs> it's encouraging as a fan of your podcast to see and hear how much you appreciate your audience. Um, Ryan O'Reilly is wearing Adabisi's hat in season four, episode nine, right after Saeed kills Adabisi. But as you've all seen, Adabisi lives. <laughs> yeah, they, they ain't, ain't nobody said nothing about that shit since. Nope. Season five, <laughs> a lot happens and nothing happens. They ramp up the violence and sexual content and you can tell the end of the show is near. I can tell already. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. They just killed it's... a bus full of people for no reason. They're definitely ramping up the violence. <laughs> if, you know what? The look on Scar's face is always just you wait. I wish I could make a gif of uh, Hamilton where he's like, just you wait, just you wait. Because that's Scar Bruh. every time we talk about something. Bruh, I, I can't wait to get to some of the more like you think this is some fuck shit. Like, <laughs> like this could be some like because I went ahead and like because after the last episode I didn't know whether we were really gonna continue so I went ahead <laughs> and I watched some clips of stuff that happened in like season six and later on um in this season and I there was stuff that I forgot and I was just like yo that did happen and I'm like I can't wait to talk about this shit. Like the serial shit, I can't wait. I can't. Oh my god, what Beecher? I can't fucking wait. But the Beecher shit happens in season six, so like we got to get through this shit. Oh, we got a whole nother season. I thought this was the last one. No, there's two. But these oh, are these god. these are back to the shortened ones, though. Okay, I can deal with that. these. Are back to the short ones. Yeah. So yeah, that season four felt like a year round school. Like it just felt like there was no break and. I just want to say for the record, I am now convinced that this show, after five fucking seasons, six, if you don't do the bullshit that they want us to do a call in four one season, after six seasons, I am convinced that this show does not know how to write a season opener to save their life. Yeah, the, the only good season opener was the first one. And I am almost positive that they're not going to talk about none of these deaths in the next episode. <laughs> They're probably going to go back to talk about Saeed and how Adabisi lives. Um, I, I I can't wait. I can't wait till we get to these some of these plot points. It's so good as it's so good as in it's so terrible. If we, I just I just smile. It's so smile. bad. It's so shout bad. out to the person who tweeted me that said I was the greatest thing on the show. I've seen that bullshit. And that Kirby enthusiasm is the greatest thing. Just and that's the part that was out. bullshit. I want to shout you out on the show. That was the part that was bullshit. And you know what? I will absolutely agree that Brandon, being the purest fucking heart in this entire show, 
saw from the very opening moment what McManus was, McManus wasn't. Me and Scar were living the life of we have seen this show. You walked into it wide open with with arms wide open. And that's why I wanted you on this show. Can't go there. What? You can't do Creed? Was that Creed? I don't know if that was Creed. I can't can't do that song. (laughs) I can't do that song. Was Um, that a wedding song? No, because um, that song came out around the time that I... Oh, nope. Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel you. Okay. I ain't, you I ain't trying to I ain't trying to cry today. I do got a shout out though. Okay, for sure. Quick shout out. Um, my Xbox broke and I was mad at, at Microsoft. <laughs> and uh a gentleman that I did not know hit me up on Twitter and was like, yo, just send me a message. I can I can help you. And like we uh I sent him a message on Instagram. He pulled up the, you know, we uh chatted. And he helped me fix my Xbox. And I told him that I would shout him out on every podcast that I can. He has of. a business, right? Yes. Uh, Sage, Sage's Computer Repair. Um, his his Twitter name is uh, Sage Comp Repair. Can you and, put that in the chat and I'll go ahead and make sure we put it into the show notes? OK, yeah, um, because, you know, that dude, that dude, he didn't he didn't have to help me at all. Nope. Uh, and he just showed up just somebody random. And I had already seen his. I had already seen the video of how to fix it, but it just wasn't working for me. And it just turned out that my shit was just working a little bit different. Um, so, uh, so I said, I will shout him out on every show I can think of um, because he didn't have to do that for me. And that, that, that dude is the truth. I mean, the reason why he helped you is because you're a celebrity though. No, we weren't even friends. I'm kidding. You're not a celebrity. We're we're nowhere near. I was just fucking with you. So 916-633-1537. And you need to stop talking to strangers on Twitter, Scar. Uh- <laughs> Bruh, I, I only check my mentions, dog. Like, it's, this shit just, uh, I was just pissed off at Microsoft. So Yo, you know what, though? Shout out to Joe. That's my dude right there. Shout out to Joe. Joe is one of the uh, folks who is constantly uh hitting us up on twitter because he's a he's a he's an oz lifer like he had he's a part of a group on facebook uh for oz and so he knows so much inside baseball about oz and stuff and we just have great conversations with him like at least once a week and i really do appreciate that (laughs) i love that he's the one that said that he knows the part that i'm talking about (laughs) he's just he's just waiting for y'all to get there he's waiting for us to quit (laughs) can't stop won't stop (laughs) so you can hit up brandon on twitter at that cool black nerd that's blk uh you can hit up scar on twitter at scarfinger i'm on twitter at rashani and the show is return to oswald you can leave a review on Podchaser. uh the cool thing is you can leave a review for this episode or the show as a whole you can also leave a review on apple podcasts and on uh stitcher allegedly I, did, you, did you ever hear back from the dude? No, nope, he knew better. Okay. He he knew better. Word. He don't want this smoke. You know what, Scar? And, you know, let me finish this verse. Um, you can become a Patreon member at patreon.com uh, slash single simulcast. Uh, you can also buy us a coffee, which really buys books and movies for Hindsight and Ratchet Book Club on buymeacoffee.com slash sscast. And uh, if you go to Good Pods, where you can also leave a review, it's an app. Uh, you can also go to our tip jar there and leave us a tip. Um, 
Fuck. He didn't now, say it. He didn't say it. Now I forgot what I was going to just a tip. Um, exactly. I, was I, I forgot what I was going to say now. Holy shit. What were you talking about just a few seconds ago, Scar? Completely lost it. Well, we, I mean, we were talking about the, you know, Twitter and talking to people and that, you know, no, it's, it's we gone. lost it. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone though. Fuck. I'm going to go back and listen to the tape and pop up next week. Like, yo, and then forget again. It's going to be the, oh, no, no. Um, so I do want to say this, and I'm very upset by this, and it has nothing to do with this show. Today, I found out that the only good Mel Gibson movie that was ever made is not available to purchase anywhere. And I don't understand why. And my heart is broken. That what, movie is, weapon? Fuck no payback. We still, we still watching Man, that's just mean. Um, I used to work at a video store and the pay the payback trailer used to play all the time. He's doing all of this and he's shooting up my suits. Man, that's just mean. So I know I know that I know that trailer very well because I used to work at a video store around the time when that shit came out. But um <laughs> payback is his greatest works. Um, period. Yeah, but I, I didn't know we were still I, I didn't know we were still even considering. Mel Gibson movie. We're not, we're not, but I love that movie. Like, I don't fuck with anything else he did, but the fact that when he walks past the uh, the homeless guy's uh, hat that everybody else put money into, and he takes money out of it, and the homeless <laughs> dude has a sign that says, crippled, can't walk, and the homeless dude stands up to try and get buck against Mel Gibson, and Mel Gibson just hits him with the shoulder press, and he's like, sit down, I healed you. <laughs> <laughs> But it's not available anywhere, so I've been looking for it. So if anybody has a copy of it, just send it to me. Send Brandon one, too, so we can do it for hindsight. <sighs> Thank y'all so much for listening. We do greatly appreciate it. Nah, that nigga didn't email back. He didn't want that work, son. Oh, no, that's what I was going to say. So yesterday, Brandon found out from Nisha, because I had to get Nisha on the phone to prove it, that I'm not a nice person. Scar, before you start saying I'm the nicest person you know, remember Harold. Remember what happens when I get mad enough. Okay. Yeah, Nisha had to tell Scar had to tell Brandon that I'm not that I'm more no, like Nisha Larry David than that, I am Leslie. No, Nope. Nisha told me that Rashani is Larry David. That's what yeah. she told me. Yeah. Oh, oh, speaking speaking of uh names that sound like Harold, I got I got hit up by Howard recently. That's what I was gonna say. Howard, I forgot his name. Yeah. You said Harold. Is he alive? I, like, yes. I mean, obviously he's alive, but is he okay? Uh, he seems to be we don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga hopped on my show talking shit. I'm sorry, seriously. How's he doing? Uh, he seems to be doing all right. Okay, good. Did you talk to John too? Because those are the two no. who just kept popping up in your shit. No. Okay, cool. So thank y'all so much for listening. We greatly appreciate it. Y'all be good. We're gonna holler at you later. Peace. Peace out. Simulcast. Don't know by now that you're